Belinda Carlisle. I, I there, still Mark? can't hear anything. These oh come <laughs> on! Is this your first day on radio? No, but I'm saying this this little portal like it just all of a sudden drops out, and I'm like, wait a minute, what are we doing here? It's Sorry, always to do that everything here. else. It's never Jake Query. It's always something. Is this the else. the day after he talked about how he defines professionalism. I do define professionalism. <laughs> Jake's, did you get him on the phone? No, you haven't given me his number yet. I gave it to you last night. You did not. I did. We've got oh. our first guest here coming up. We're very prompt <laughs> on that here on this Wednesday morning. We should have a meeting. Dick Gabriel going to join us, talk about Will Levis. Private workout for the Colts. Coming up today, or excuse me, tomorrow. Anthony Richardson later in the week. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud earlier you make anything of stroud and young or is that just simply hey just cover all your bases yeah in case I, something crazy it's got to be that and then you know my understanding is also kevin yes to answer your first question you've got to make sure you know somebody once told me and i think it's a really good lesson somebody once told me they said jake many of the decisions that i've made it was a sports executive and he said, a lot of the decisions that I made or a lot of things that went right were actually plan B because plan A didn't work out, but I had a plan B ready to go just in case because you cover all bases. And people don't even know that some of those plans were plan B. And that's that's the way you have to look at it. You, you've got to make sure that you're covered in all areas. I guess also they, they're going out and working out BYU's quarterback, right? Yeah, Jaron Hall, who when they played Notre Dame this year, I was not too impressed by him. Um, I, I know he had some good numbers this season. I will say one thing before, before we get to Dick. Jake, I feel like this is just like early April chatter, but there are some people out there that are like, could the Houston Texans not take a quarterback at two? Right. They draft again at 12. They have two first-round picks next year. So I think the thinking there is you take Will Anderson at two, you put as whatever, well-built of a roster as you can around that QB Next year, of course, Caleb Williams and Drake May. That's when you make your selection. I don't think that'll happen, but it's something that I've heard some people chat about. Again, it's probably more of a, we've run out of draft topics. Let's right, move on to another right. one. Uh, joining us now on the Payless Lickers Hotline, a guy that I have known for a number of years who always has his finger on the pulse of athletics at the University of Kentucky. WLAP is the radio station where he appears each and every day. He is also on the UK Sports Network. Dick Gabriel joins us to talk about, and I know, Dick, this will stun you, but of the number of conversations you and I have had about IU and UK basketball over the years, we're shifting it to the gridiron and Will Levis. And I'll begin with this. And first off, good to talk to you and good morning yeah. to you. Um, were you surprised? Like, If I would have said to you a year ago, hey, Dick, in a year you're going to be doing radio interviews about the possibility of Will Levis being a top five pick, you would have said what? I would have said, are you sure you're talking to the right guy? Because the first time we all heard something like that, we were like, what? You know, somebody, it must be a slow day. Hmm. We knew he was a good quarterback. We just didn't know how good. And we have seen, we saw Tim Couch, but Couch racked up the insane numbers that are always going to draw attention whether a kid deserves it or not. But Levis had the skills, and it became apparent by the end of his first year. Dick, how would you describe Will like more in a teammate personality sense? I'll give you the best example of, of what we learned about him quickly. He was late getting in here. He had to finish up um, school at Penn State. He had to take care of his lease, uh, you know, drive in. 
So he missed spring and he missed some of the summer work. And we thought, well, you know, this kid will come in and he'll compete for the job. And, you know, he had been recruited by Liam Cohen, then the OC, when Cohen was at a different school. So we knew he had a shot. And within a few weeks, his teammates had named him a co-captain. And that told me everything I need to know, because if you've covered college athletics and you guys have, that might not sound like a big deal to us, but it is to them. And I had never seen anything like that. The last time I saw somebody come in and make an impression with leadership skills that quickly was a freshman, true freshman named Randall Cobb. And so for Levis to come in and do that, that really grabbed my attention. So, Dick, in terms of Will Levis, the player on the field, let's say, for example, that an NFL team calls you and they say, okay, Dick Abel, you've seen this guy in practice and in games as much as anybody the areas that would give you pause or that if you were to wave a magic wand that you needed to you know, improve for him yeah, yeah. would be what? He holds on to the ball too long. And you could hear on the air, our color analyst up in the booth, I'm the sidelines guy, you know, and you could hear Jeff McCord going, get rid of it, get rid of it, you know, and, and, and then take a sack. Uh, but some of that was an experience. Some of that was knowing, as he pointed out, he has a cannon. And with that right arm and a flick of the wrist, he can get you out of trouble, you know, and move the ball 20 yards downfield. He had young receivers who were trying to figure out how to get open. And he had an O-line that was just really, really poor this past year. So he was trying to, I think, force the issue, make a play. And the other thing, guys, is – and this was a big difference from year one to year two. The new offensive coordinator for whom he played his second year told him, I don't want you running the football. The first year, running the football for the quarterback was a very important part of Kentucky's offense. That's why he scored four touchdowns against Louisville. But the new guy who came from the NFL, just like the old guy, but was more uh, steadfast in his desire to keep Levis from getting hurt, ironically enough, said, I don't want you running. And so he wouldn't break the pocket and take off. And what did he do? He stood in, took the punishment, and suffered a lot of injuries. I want to focus there on that transition from, you know, his final two seasons in, in Lexington. Again, Dick Gabriel's with us here, uh, Kentucky Radio Network and, and WLPA in Lexington. Um, you know, not just offensive coordinator, but if I'm not mistaken, the personnel around him, Dick, really oh, yeah. changed from his, you know, his last two years there. Could you touch on that and maybe anything physically Will played with last season? Absolutely. I'll start with the second question first. He played with an injured, non-throwing shoulder. You know, the old quarterback, He landed, somebody landed on him. Uh, he played with a bad thumb on his throwing hand. He played with turf toe that he suffered during one of his many sacks. This one at Mississippi. Stayed in the game, led him to the game-winning touchdown, which was taken off the board. Uh, he's a tough guy, he really is. But what he was dealing with was almost an entirely new offensive line. Some of the guys were back from the year prior but every player in that starting five was new to that particular position, either had been moved from guard to tackle, from guard to center, or came through the portal and was learning a new complicated offense. It was a patchwork O-line, whereas in the first year, four of the, of the guys up front were invited to NFL camps and three of them stuck. So that's why the big blue wall got so much attention that year and then – we all here in the media, we just kind of drank that big blue Kool-Aid thinking, oh, it's the Kentucky O-line, they'll be fine. Well, they weren't, and Levis is the guy who suffered for it. 
every time I drank that big blue Kool-Aid in college, it never was a great next morning, <laughs> I must fully admit for me. Uh, <laughs> hey, Dick, um, Dick Gabriel's our guest on the Payless Sugars Hotline. When I look at Will Levis, you know, I look at a guy like like Josh Allen because of the fact that the numbers from the junior year to the to, you know year three to year four dipped, and people critique that. But then you, you look yeah. at it deeper, and you go, "Well, the personnel changed." But Josh Allen, I think, had to learn accuracy number one, but had to learn also to not rely strictly on the strength of his arm. I think Jeff George had similar issue when he came out of college. You know, guys that have just relied for so long on the arm strength. Those windows close so much faster in the NFL. Is that of concern? Oh, I think it has to be for any quarterback coming to the NFL. But I do think that and that's a great comparison. I've been thinking a lot about Jeff George, and you guys saw him play up there, obviously, including college. Um, it's funny, too, when you mentioned Josh Allen, instantly I think defensive end in Jacksonville because he played here. <laughs> that's right. But I, but, I, but I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, you know, but I think, the, the the problems that Levis might have initially, I think, can be taken care of through reps, you know. And he's a guy who's not willing or not afraid to work hard. He's always willing to put in extra time. He's a smart guy. Uh, so yeah, he. And the other thing too is he can throw people open. Couldn't really do that in college because he had Wandale Robinson, an NFL talent, his first year. Wandale caught like sixty-two percent of his passes, but. The following year, he had two really talented but true freshman receivers. And, again, learning how to get open so he didn't have that advantage going for him. But uh, he can throw people open, and he'll have receivers, professional receivers, who can get themselves open and present themselves. And I think it's just a matter of time before he takes care of that. One thing I've heard about Will Levis, (laughs) and, Dick, I realize that when we cover athletes – we don't truly know them. You know, we're around them. You can kind of see it. A lot of times, to your point, you can kind of tell based on how teammates react around them. But one of the things about Will Levis that has become kind of a buzz, not that he's a bad guy, but just he's quirky, he's odd, and maybe a little aloof or arrogant. Any truth to any of that? I haven't seen that. Um, quirky, yeah, he ate the banana. The rod, You know, he drank the coffee with the mayo, but he kind of distanced himself from that his second year. I don't know him as well personally as I might have some of the other players, but I've seen players around him. I've heard players talk about him. I've seen twinkle in their eyes when they talk about him, and not just because of the strength of his arm. You know what they love, guys? They love the fact that at least in his first year, more than once he put his shoulder into the sternum of a linebacker and got the better of him. Uh, that you, you know as well as I how that impresses players. So, um, and then I, I, one thing that stood out to me, I mentioned the Mississippi game, and that was a really brutal loss. The, the locker room there as our most, you know, locker rooms for visitors uh, in other stadiums, not the best. And this is one of those ones with like a bench seat and a hook for your clothes. And we did the post-game radio show in that locker room, and Will Levis's locker was the closest one to ours. And so, and he was, had to do media, so he was one of the last guys getting out. Every guy who walked by him, touched him on the shoulder, patted him on the head, mussed his hair like, don't worry about this, we got this. You know, and that to me was, was just an organic reaction to a difficult day, but it was heartfelt, I thought. You know, now maybe they're selling me something, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. 
right, Dick, last one from me. If to kind of summarize here, I guess the biggest question in Will transitioning from Kentucky to the next level, would you say is that something like processing footwork-wise? Oh, absolutely. That, you know, he's got to learn a new offense. Everybody does in the pros, but this will be his fourth in four years. Uh, but, yeah, I, I've heard some of the experts say, and they're right. I mean, everybody's got to work on footwork. I've told you got to work on footwork every day. Uh, you know, but I just think developing a relationship with receivers, I don't think that'll be a problem because he'll put in the work ethic. But footwork, I would think, is, is going to be physically pro- the, the biggest issue for him. But it's not, I think, a terrible issue because he's a great athlete and he's a smart guy. Dick, did you not know what to do with yourself this year when the Sweet 16 rolled around and Kentucky wasn't in it? Oh, Jake. You know, the, no, that's a fair question. <laughs> but the good news is I also cover Kentucky baseball. Uh, I do the play-by-play for SEC+. And let me tell you what, it's the 10th-ranked team in the country, and you guys know it's fun to cover a good team that wins, as opposed to, especially baseball, as opposed, you know, as opposed to a team that just slogs through games. So I was, I was happily busy when basketball ended here in Lexington. To be fair, it's kind of been an annual thing lately, the Sweet 16 <laughs> non, hey, non-appearance. Hey, hey, SEC baseball is no man. joke, Dick. Dick. Dick, let me tell you no. something. The, the hey, at least it's baseball season mantra has been spoken in Bloomington for like 10 years now. So, yes, there's <laughs> yeah, familiarity you there. Came here. I saw you came here and played. You know, they got a nice team. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, it, it's also a great talk show of fodder with basketball struggling. As you guys know, that's manna from heaven. Loaded recruiting class coming to Lexington next year as they are one of the early 2024 favorites. Dick, great stuff. Really appreciate it. Uh, And uh, if they do end up drafting Will Levis, hopefully we can have you back on later this month. Absolutely. Jake, I'll be calling you, brother.